Hello and welcome to the Georgia Tech Catholic Center podcast. I'm Father Branson Hip. I'm the chaplain here. I'm Caitlin Holton. I am the focus team director here at Georgia Tech. I'm Francis Peterman and I'm a campus missionary. <laughs> we just want to talk about Advent and what we're proposing as a community. Father, do you want to tell us about why we have the season of Advent? Yeah, I think it's a good question and I don't think that we talk about it enough and especially because of the fact that like we live we don't live in a Catholic culture in the sense of like the vast majority of America is like non-Catholic Christians who like don't really have a sense of Advent and like the Christmas celebrations already begin, right? And that generates a real question of why, like why not just celebrate Christmas? Why just celebrate Christmas? Why do we have a season of Advent? And I'm not sure that honestly that that's thought about or talked about enough, but If you think about it this way of if you know somebody important is coming to your house like you actually like especially if it's like a a close friend from like a close friend of many many years like like Callan coming for you Francis right like like when you have somebody that you really love that's coming you get excited and you actually have this like season like this time of preparing for them to come when you get everything ready for them to make it as like beautiful for them and the time to be as enjoyable as possible so like the person is coming so it's like i need to prepare the house like i want their room to be ready like i want to like prepare these things that they like and if if those things aren't ready when you're there and you actually care about the person you're like distracted by like i'm so sorry i need to like prepare the room i need to do that and you're not able to like fully enter into them so if we believe that like god has become man and entered into human history and we celebrate like the birth of jesus on christmas and that he is actually like the one that responds to our hearts, then there actually has to be a time of preparation in order to enter in and celebrate that. Like a time of preparing so that when I meet that face, I can recognize him. And historically that time has been called Advent and it's meant to be like a penitential season. The way that like I've been thinking about it is that like, Christmas is the coming together of like man's need for God and like God seeking out man. And those come together at the specific point of Christmas. Reinhold Niebuhr said, nothing is more ridiculous than the answer to a question that nobody is asking. So like nothing is more ridiculous than the answer to a question that no one is asking. Meaning like if I'm like, hey Francis, like, you know, I have really good like ways to fix up your birdhouse. You'd be like, that's great, but I don't have a birdhouse and also I don't care. So this thing that I'm bringing like doesn't matter to you at all, you know? So if there isn't like an understanding of like my need and like what am I made for, then God coming to meet man doesn't matter, right? And if there isn't an understanding of the fact that like God is actually coming out to meet me, then I sit alone in my need and I live in despair. Like uh, Kafka said, uh, there is a point of arrival, but no way to get there. So he meant like there's like some sort of destination for humanity, but there's no way to get there. So basically like you sink in despair, like you have a need and it can't be met and that's it. He also said like life itself is the disease. David Foster Wallace actually as a high schooler had a poster on his wall that said that life itself is the disease. Like that's the most like depressing like 80s emo thing I've ever heard. Uh, Life itself is the disease. So it's the coming together of man's need for God. So do we understand our need? and God coming to meet man, and it meets in the face of that baby. So it's meant to be a penitential season and a a season of preparation and actually becoming more aware 
of our longing for him and historically like how God has come to meet us. And you see this most profoundly in the prophecies of Isaiah that are read, that are talking about the brokenheartedness of the Israelites and their need, and then all of these promises of God coming to meet them. So you see that like most strongly actually in like the crying out of Isaiah. Father, so when you say a penitential season, that makes me think of Lent when we fast and there's kind of this like that aspect of it. Is that at all... Is there an aspect of Advent that kind of comes into the penitential season? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, that's why we wear purple for Advent and Lent. So it is meant to be a penitential season. And again, penance in the sense of, because uh, even when we do penance in, in Lent and sorrow for our sins, but it's also to like make space for God. So for instance, even now, if I'm just talking the whole time, there's no space for you to speak. So there's no space for me to actually hear what you have to say, right? So I need to like, be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. So prayer, fasting, almsgiving, the times of penance is meant to be not just the absence of something, but space in order to receive another. So again, if you have a friend coming and my schedule is booked up until that point, there's no actually like space to receive that person, right? Because my calendar is already booked up with obligations. So I can't spend time with you when you're here. So there has to be like a decluttering or a making space for So this is meant to be like a penitential season. And I do think it's good to like give up something or to make extra space for prayer during this time. That's part of why we're proposing specific things during Advent, right? And why we wait to celebrate Christmas. So it is a penitential season and there does need to be some sort of giving up or adding to, but it's the space to like for Christ to enter in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard it like talked about as a penitential season and I'm like, okay, like I can, I can understand that in like making space for Christ and like, obviously like my sin gets in the way of like Christ, but it it does seem to have like a different spirit than like Lent. But I think like part of it too is like the challenge of like truly, truly like waiting because like our culture is like so much against that of like, even now what Christmas decorations have been in the store since like a month ago and it's just like okay like how do we actually like and people celebrate christmas early and all these things so it's like which is very different i mean not that there's not easter decorations early but i feel like the season of blunt is very different i think a really good question is how do we actually like live in that tension of like both because it's like not that you don't want to like celebrate with your friends and family but like also of like as christians like we are called to like be set apart and like live differently yeah we live in interesting tension in the sense of uh, a christianity that wants to celebrate christmas now and so it's celebrating like the good thing of Jesus's birth, but it's distant from its own humanity in the sense of understanding that in the arrival of someone, you have to prepare. So there isn't an understanding of that, right? And then on the culture side, this like actual like distance from like the meaning of all of these things. And so we live like a very specific tradition or like a, a very specific tension. So I think like we have to like live this with intentionality in ourselves and with our immediate friends Mm -hmm. and yeah like we're gonna have friends that like have christmas parties like that's fine and all these things but like for us like living this as a a propedeutical time an educational time like a time that is actually meant to teach us and form us because again like on the human level when a friend is arriving when they're coming you prepare and you prepare with joy And that time is like a time of longing, but it's a joyful longing. And specific things are required that you do 
before they arrive. Even a good dinner with friends, you prepare so that you can enjoy their company as like the food is almost ready. So on a human level, we, we live this, right? Part of the problem of like American religiosity is its distance from our humanity. So it becomes uh, meaningless rituals one way or another, like either empty of content or the content is super shallow. But like we as Catholics are meant to like reclaim, not just like tradition in the name of tradition, but reclaim these educational gestures that actually educate us to like our humanity and to religiosity. I think what really stuck out to me when you were speaking was like the aspect of like community and like people and like with friends. Um, because that was something that last year, like I have like have tried to like enter into Advent before and like become aware of the past few years of like the actual need to enter into Advent. But like, I think what was like big last year was like the fact that like in that the proposal was like this aspect of like community and doing it together. And so then like, even when I was home, it was like, oh, I've like experienced this thing like with people and I actually have people that I can speak about whatever, whatever like the proposal is with. And like that drew me back to like Christ and like the awaiting and like what I was preparing for. Yeah. And and that's what like real culture is actually meant to do is culture is supposed to point to a fact, like a reality, right? Culture is like an awareness of something through a particular. So for instance, right, like Thanksgiving is this like moment in American history, but it's also supposed to point to the fact of like living with gratitude, right? Of like gathering together and like being grateful. I'm always struck by in celebrating mass on Thanksgiving in the Eucharistic prayer, it's saying like he took bread giving thanks and it's a moment of like suffering it's a moment of like the disciples are about to betray like Judas is about to betray him the disciples are about to run for the hills he's about to get like suffer and die and he gives thanks because of the father and because like it's actually going to be what saves all of us so in front of like his love for us he gives thanks and has a capacity to give thanks and I was like wow like like, we're, we're, like, educated to gratitude, not in, like, a cheap, like, just think of nice things about your life, but this, like, gratitude that has, like, a destination and a direction and is, like, filled with hope and not just a, like, think about nice things because life is terrible. It's actually, like, like, these things invite you to, like, walk a road that can be walked and therefore there's hope. So that's a little bit about Advent, but, like... If y'all would like to say something about like what we're doing as a whole for Advent. Yeah, so we have created a scripture plan, um, which we have sent out and we will send out in the Good Tidings. But it basically, it's over 50 days because break is really long this year. Um, And so, but it essentially starts out in Luke with the beginning of the Annunciation and then the Visitation and then um, the birth of Christ. And then we will transition into John. And so each day we have a certain amount of the scripture to read and to pray with as a way of really entering into getting to know Jesus through the Gospels, um, which I think is a really beautiful and necessary part of our growth in relationship with him because we actually get to um, enter into those moments of his life and enter into um, the conversations that he had and just the the things that he did and to see how how that actually he's speaking to us through those events because it is inspired by the holy spirit it actually is um it can move us 
in a beautiful way, individually speaking to us, but also then to be able to build up the greater church. Um, and so we have a group meet where we, the missionaries, we're all going to be praying and each day we will send, one of us will send a bit of our prayer, um, a bit of the reflections that we, what really struck us, um, as a way to kind of share that prayer. Um, and then, you know, you can like the message when you've prayed as a way of, yeah, having this community, this sense of community while we're gone, that it's not just, oh, I'm, you know, trying to pray or trying to grow in my relationship with God over break, but it's actually, there's, you know, a hundred people who are all doing this too. And so then it's a really beautiful thing to be able to see, you know, your friends in the group meet and then reach out to them, you know, during break, like give them a phone call and say, hey, you know, this is what really struck me in this, um, this passage or whatever, and then ask them about it so that you can actually be built up by their prayer. And also, you know, maybe something that really struck you, they need to hear. And so it's a really, we're really excited because I think it's a really good opportunity to have accountability, to have a, you know, somewhat of a structure to prayer over break, because I know that was something I really struggled with um, when I was in, in school, um, going home and, you know, you kind of have this sense of like, well, I don't, I just don't want to revert back, but actually like there's an opportunity to to not just stay where you are, but to grow and to just have that desire and to go after it, um, I think is really beautiful and will actually honor Christ um, in that. So I don't know, Caitlin, if you want to share anything else. Yeah, I think it's just really beautiful of like the aspect of community that we can actually really have with this. So like, we don't want everyone just like go home and like pray with us and never talk about it. And like, yeah, the group me is like the missionary sharing our prayer, but I've like telling everyone of like, people around you are doing this and so like how can we like have intentional discussions about this I was really struck when I was in college and I went to this like little focus like missionary seminar I got to go as a student and this regional director got up there and he was talking about like sharing prayer or something and how he was really struck by someone else's prayer which is kind of like well duh like we're all the body of Christ and that has stuck with me in like through through the years it's been like three or four years now and it, like, so rings true in my heart, like, as a team, when, like, Francis is sharing her prayer, like, Jesus speaks to Francis so differently than he speaks to me, um, to the point where I'm, like, whoa, um, <laughs> but it's, like, also, like, really beautiful, because, like, I actually get to know not only Francis better, because, like, I get to hear how Jesus is loving her, and, like, speaking to her, which, like, teaches me how I can actually love Francis, and, like, yeah, speak to Francis better, but also, like, I get to know Jesus better, because, like, he is revealing like a really like part of himself to Francis and like through the, like the beautiful aspect the fact that we are united in the body of Christ like yeah that's like then been revealed to me yeah absolutely and it's just like the the thing I was thinking about is the text for school of community on like how to do like school of community like our gatherings talks about like read compare share right mm-hmm. Um, like read the text, whatever it is, and actually not like what we think it says, but to become a real disciple of the text. So in this case of like the gospel of Luke and the gospel of John, like what does it actually say? And what is it? And then compare like to my experience and like what is it saying to me now? But then also to share, to be like a witness. Because what you're saying is, is like Christ is revealed through his witnesses. And like literally martyr means witness. Like that's what the word means. Um, so, and all of us are called to be witnesses of what, like, the Lord is doing in our life, like, one way or another, you know, like, us, like, 
praying in evening prayer, the Magnificat, Mary's prayer, like my soul like magnifies, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Like I proclaim the great things he has done for he's done wondrous things, right? Like these are the things that he has done in my life. Like we're called to actually live that within our own flesh and blood and witness it to others. Not in the form of like shouting it to strangers, but like living the difference that it makes within us. So I think like, yeah, like these things were always meant, like Advent was always meant to be lived as a people doing an individual work together. And so I think like there can be like a very great beauty to working on the scriptures and growing in familiarity with Christ over time, but together. So I like read it and work on it, uh, but then like share it. And we're all like doing this all together as a community. And I think that like to really enter into this could be like one of the like most beautiful, like meaningful Christmases ever, despite limitations and difficulties of these days. Well, if you actually look at like anything like with, with like this and like living it together and like living in community and even, and even like, I've been really struck recently. I've been like asking myself this question of like, do I actually know Jesus? Um, Like, yeah, like reading through a lot of things and like, yeah, like recognizing that like, yeah, Jesus, like, for example, like Jesus himself, like lives as the son. So like, yeah, and I need to like live as a daughter. Like, how do I do that? But it's like, well, in order to do that, like, I actually need to know Jesus. And I remember, like, one of um, my old spiritual director said to me, he's like, yeah, a lot of people actually don't know who Jesus is. Read the Gospels. That was the first thing he ever said to me. And um, that's really been on my heart and why I'm really excited for us to, like, go through this together. Because, like, yeah, like, very tangibly in the Gospels, we are going to get to know the person of Jesus Christ in, like, yeah, we can't, like, help but, like, be transformed by that, but, like, also the beauty of, like, living it together in community the best we can, but even if we, like, feel, like, still isolated in this, like, the end is not my own, like, as more and more as, like, like, I am, like, transformed and, like, know the person of Christ, like, that overflows then, like, into my relationships, it, like, overflows into how I treat my mom at home, it overflows in, yeah, like, even if, when I return like how I talk to my friends because like I myself has been have been like transformed um and like I know Christ and it so it's like not just the end for our own but then like we like are able to like live this like better together yeah and something I've also been like thinking about praying about is the necessity of actually having discipline in the spiritual life like when you know we have this like daily thing and realizing that putting in my effort of like okay I'm going to do this I'm going to make this goal to pray with this scripture every single day um, and make that a priority and to have the discipline to actually follow through um, to make that space actually allows me to be free to um, get to know Jesus but also like how you were saying Caitlin to actually like be able to to free to witness that to my family, you know, to witness to my mom, you know, I feel like that's such a, something I really struggle with. Like, you know, it's just like, okay, like this is how Jesus like is loving me. And this is how he's calling me to love my family or calling me to love my friends from high school or, you know, whoever it is. But I think, yeah, that's like a really, um, important thing to think about of like, okay, if I invest the time, 
um, into to sitting with this scripture, you know, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Um, if I invest my time, am I diligent about this? Will there be a difference? Will I be different? Will I know come to know Jesus um, on a deeper level? And there takes a certain level of trust that we have in faith to kind of say, okay, well, I don't necessarily know for sure, but I'm willing because I desire that. I'm willing to try it, and I'm willing to just give him the space to love me um, through his word and through you know this community. Um, and then, yeah, you just... It's so beautiful what what he does with that and that he, yeah, I feel like this is always said, but like he's never outdone in generosity. And so the, as generous as we are with him over this break, um, over, you know, as we prepare for Advent and prepare for Christmas, like he will show up and he will love us and he, yeah, will transform us. So if somebody like hearing this wants to like sign up or jump in on this and join like the group me, like where do they go? How do they do that? Yeah, you can find every all the information in the Good Tidings. Um, and so we're going to be sending out a special like Advent Good Tidings. Um, and like it will have all the information, not only for this, we'll have like the cute little bookmark Daniela made with like all the, the info, but like a link to the group me. And we're going to be very clear about like what day we're on and everything like that. Um, and opportunities to really like jump in um, in that as well. So yeah, I think that's kind of where it's going. Can I ask a question, actually, that I think might be really helpful when Francis was speaking and talking about, like, yeah, being diligent and really, like, praying with scripture and, like, all these things. I think, like, a really, a question, like, I would love to, like, hear from you guys is, like, yeah, scripture, like, praying with scripture, like, can be difficult, especially if we're not used to it. Like, what have you guys found, like, most helpful? Uh, the read, compare, share. Yeah, <laughs> you, you knew this was coming. Uh, but, again, to, like, read it and be a disciple of the text instead of again like we can rush through and be like yeah i know this story but to actually like sit with it and try to understand not what i think it's saying but to actually sit and look then to like compare in the sense of compare to like what strikes me what interests me what like moves my heart uh and why and to really look at that uh and like what is the lord trying to say by that striking me why does this strike me and to like follow that and to speak that with the Lord. Uh, and then to like share, to like hear like somebody else's insights or for me like reading a commentary or like like sharing like with someone like what struck me. I really love preparing for homilies with other priests and deacons mm -hmm. because you hear like the things that strike them or the things that they like desire to talk about or whatever is very, very different. And I like gain a lot from that. So that's the thing I find most helpful is like reading like really reading it and trying to understand it, uh, comparing it to my experience and then sharing it with others. I think that's really beautiful. I do want to um, note on some of the, the days, there's a few days for just a chapter. This is kind of in John. Um, and so that's actually for you to be able to kind of read through the chapter, but have a space to just hone in on, maybe there's a few verses that are really striking you, like Father said. Um, and there's some freedom in that because it, we do, you know, things stick out to us, um, as we're, you know, we have different experiences, different, um, things that we need to pray with. Um, and so, yeah, I think just having the freedom to kind of like read through it and then pause and like go back to what actually stuck out to you and sit with it and not feel the rush to kind of like 
cover as much ground as possible. Um, but actually, like, I can sit with, like, five, ten minutes on one verse and just, like, just ponder it and, like, ask God, like, what is it about this that's striking me? Um, and then something someone shared with me at one point, which I think is really, really helpful, and I continue to remind myself, is that every time you pray, you want to leave with some sort of resolution, um, whether that's, like, I just want to like, you know, see God in, you know, creation. Or it's like t- something really tangible like I want to like ask my sister, you know, about her day after like when she gets home. Or you know, something about what you read so it's and it you're praying with so it's not just kind of like this moment of, you know, 20 minutes of just sitting here and kind of reading and you know, encountering Christ, but actually that it has this transformative aspect to it. And, you know, you can walk away with, with something that he is like asking of you and then being faithful to it and seeing like, yeah, how does this, how can I incorporate this into my day? So, and this is what we talk about of like the poverty, right? Poverty or like the making space of why this is like a preparatory or penitential is like, I need to be willing to sit with something and allow it to speak to me and not just impose, or I need to like be willing to be changed, uh, of like getting, receiving like a resolution and then being willing to do that, that requires like making space. Like that's why it's a penitential season, so. Yeah, I love that Francis like pointed that out too, of like going back to something, cause that's like, yeah, if anyone like knows me from last year, he talked about like John 20 and Mary Magdalene for months. And like, that was the first time like going back to, back to scripture for multiple days and like allowing it to really like speak to me and transform me so I'm like really excited for all of you to like journey on with us um over this scripture like reading plan over these next 40 50 days um and like yeah I like pray that like Jesus will like transform your heart and like space will be made for like him to come at Christmas and then like for that real gift of Christ coming at Christmas to like remind us of like Jesus' second coming and like really be able to sit with that in the beginning of January as well. And then one final note, if you um, want the bookmark, we'll have them here. So if you come back over finals, they'll be at the Catholic Center. So thank you for listening to the Georgia Tech Catholic Center podcast. Uh, Please join in, jump in on the group me, uh, check out the good tidings and join in. We hope that y'all have a very blessed and fruitful Advent. God bless.